Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Dawn B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California. Today's Monday, January 2nd, 2023, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we're at page 52, the fourth paragraph, The Wright Brothers, ending The Wrights Would Never Fly, reading and commenting on that one paragraph today. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Joanne L., Twelve Traditions, Rhonda R., readers of the text, Gail K., Becca R., and Jody E. The reference numbers for Sunday, January 1st, is 19,807. That's 19807. And for this morning, Monday, January 2nd, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, the reference number is 19,808. That's 19808. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery to the 12 steps through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is, is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. And I'll now ask Joanne L. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, Dawn. Thank you so much for your service and everybody on the line today, especially the newcomers. My name is Joanne L. I am recovered in Rhode Island. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous, we admit, number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends except to to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, 
praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Joanne L. I will now ask Rhonda R. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you for your service. This is Rhonda R., a very grateful member in Georgia. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to do service, and I will pass. Thank you so much, Rhonda R. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book. We're on page 52, the fourth paragraph, beginning with the Wright Brothers, ending, The Wrights Would Never Fly. 
reading and commenting on that one paragraph. And I'll now ask Gail Kay to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is Gail Kay, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Laguna Hills, California. And thank you, Don, and everyone for your service, and Happy New Year to everyone, and welcome newcomers. New Year, newcomers. The Wright brothers' almost childish faith that they could build a machine which would fly was the mainspring of their accomplishment. Without that, nothing could have happened. We agnostics and atheists were sticking to the idea that self-sufficiency would solve our problems. When others showed us that God's sufficiency worked for them, we began to feel like those who had insisted the rights could never fly. These paragraphs, I'm so glad that we do one paragraph at a time in a vision for you because they're just, every time I read them, they're, they're just so jam-packed. What stood out for me in this paragraph was the childish faith um, that they could build a machine which could fly was the mainspring of their accomplishment. And for me, when I came um, into the rooms of a vision for you nine months ago, um, I had the beautiful gift of uh, desperation. And I had the beautiful gift of the first person I called gave me the set-aside prayer, and uh, which asks me to have an open mind and an open heart uh, and to set aside everything I think I knew. Because I had been around the rooms for many years, and I knew a lot about the big book, about the 12 steps, about spiritual terms. I was a spiritually-minded person, so I knew a lot about God. And the first person I talked to said, are you willing to just set aside everything you think you know and begin with basically a beginner's mind? And that was the best counsel that I could have gotten. And I asked my sponsor, please, I've been around the room for many, many years, and I've had periods of abstinence, but I've never recovered. Please treat me like a newcomer. So I love this newcomer, new year. And it says, without that, nothing could have happened. Had I tried to do it my way or the way I thought it was supposed to be done, which I thought was harder, better, faster, more, it would have gotten me more of what I already had. The other thing it said was, uh, talked about when others showed us that God's sufficiency worked for them. We began to feel like we had insisted the rights could never fly. Well, what I did was, when people were talking about a higher power and that we needed a higher power to recover, I came, my first higher power was the higher power that the people that were recovered were talking about. And I just said, okay, I'm going to take that higher power, the one that's working for them, I'm going to take that higher power and use it for me. I had no idea what it was because I had set aside all of what I thought it was. And I just went with There is a power. Everybody says it works for them, the people certainly that are recovered. So I'm going to use that higher power for me. And um, I just, that's how I began. And I used that higher power even for my first day of abstinence. I asked that power. 
I had no idea what it was to please help me follow my food plan for just one day. Okay. So, okay, I'm glad time's up. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share some thoughts on this paragraph. Uh, and again, for the newcomers, it's a new year. It's a new day, no matter how long you've been around the rooms. If we're willing to empty our cup and be open to what is presented here, you too can recover. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Gail Kay from California, for getting us started. I'm now going to take the names of people who would like to share on this paragraph. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experiences too. So who would like to share with us? Anna B. from Florida. Anna B. Sherry Z. Was that Sherry? Sherry Z. Sherry D. is in David. Z. is in Zebra. Z. is in Zebra. Oh, very good. Thank you. Becca R. Becca R. Kathleen O. Who is the O? Kathleen. Oh, Kathleen. Very good. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Don. All right. Jordan. 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 I heard someone say, I heard someone say, why am I not heard? And I would like to hear your voice if I could hear your name. Barbara. Barbara? Okay. All right. So I have Anna. Marcia. All right. Let's hold on there. Hold on. Uh, Okay, so let me tell you this list I have, and if I didn't hear your name, please give it to me. Anna B., Sherry Z., Becca R., Kathleen O., Jordan L., Barbara, Marsha, and Felicia. Was there someone that I didn't hear? Okay, let's go with that lineup. Anna B., please get us started, and followed by Sherry Z. Hi there, this is Anna B. from Florida, uh, thank you so much for your service, and what a great reading. I really, really enjoyed this. I can completely relate to the self-sufficiency that got me nowhere. You know, I could be accomplished in many areas in life, but when it came to food and my disease, I was a mess. Everything that I tried worked temporarily or didn't work at all, and once I started doing the steps, I was able to see that even the things that I thought I was doing well in life weren't all that great. Um, I was anxious. I was angry. I was irritable. I was stressed, you know, and I was just overloaded with life because that's just how I operated. Um, And the part that I really loved is that childlike faith, that that's all I really needed and still to this day need to just take those first steps asking my higher power, whatever that might look like or be, to come in and help me do what I can't do and to learn what that looks like. And uh, working this program has just been such a miracle to help me do these things one day at a time, and it's an ongoing process. So thank you so much. Thank you, Anna B. from Florida. Sherry Z., please share with us, followed by Becca R. Good morning, Sherry Z recovered in Los Angeles. Thank you, Don and Gail, for your service. Um, you know, I heard last year that 
faith is the currency of the spiritual world when we read this paragraph. And I grew up believing that faith in me was the currency. I had to do it. I had to figure it out. I had to rely only on me. And if I did that, then everything would be okay. And I tried and tried and tried, except nothing was okay. And it always led me back to the food. Sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly, but it always led me back to the food. This idea that God, having faith in God, would bring me serenity, food neutrality, loving kindness, grace, was foreign to me as a kid because I never heard it. And I grew up in a religious home, but we would never bother God with something as silly, quote unquote, as what we put in our mouths. And today, I don't bother God. God willingly gives that wisdom to me that I cannot do this on my own, that self-sufficiency is just never worked. And that faith in God has given me so much neutrality and peace. And I want to say for the newcomer, please come back. I was here for 31 plus years trying to, quote, get it. And I never got it. What I got was uh, several attempts to get peace. And today I have it by the grace of God. And it's not at all about myself. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sherry Z from California. Becca R., please share with us, followed by Kathleen O. Hey, good morning. It's Becca R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, calling in from Kentucky. And first of all, I just want to say what a beautiful New Year's resolution I made in my journal this year to grow closer to my higher power. And then this is the topic this morning of um, the Wright brothers and that faith that they had. And man, just the, the previous shares were just spot on. I come back to my knees uh, with the same desperation of these character defects, specifically of managing and manipulating and controlling my life, my time, my family, those about me. And I just feel like um, it is impossible. It will never be gone. I'm so powerless, but I'm reminded this morning, just as the Wright brothers got that airplane up in the air, just as God released me of the obsession to eat compulsively and kill myself with anorexia and bulimia and orthexia and you name it, um, God, God can relieve me of these character defects, and I'm going to just take this as an opportunity to build up my spiritual currency, to develop that faith that works. I see it work all the time in other areas. Um, But just like I didn't want to turn the food over to a higher power, uh, I think that somehow this character defect is just too much and it's just never going to be relieved and it's always going to be like this. And, um, I want to get real quiet and put my hand on my heart. I don't believe that's the truth. I'm not sure what the truth is. I don't believe it's 
So I'm grateful to be here to be trudging with you guys, and that's all I have to pass. Thank you so much, Becca R. from Kentucky. Kathleen O., please share with us, followed by Jordan L. Good morning. Thank you, Dawn, and Happy New Year, everyone. And thank you, Gail, for getting us started this morning, that great share. So the Wright brothers almost childish, oh, this is Kathleen O., recovered in California. The Wright brothers almost childish, childish faith that they could build a machine that would fly. And that childish faith, you know, people probably thought this was sort of like leaving in Santa Claus. But the Wright brothers had, you know, a strong belief they could accomplish this. And that first successful flight in Kitty Hawk in 1903, um, North Carolina, it provided, you know, it proved to the non, it proved the non-believers wrong. And um, on one of my husband and I at the time, on one of our many RV trips, we went to the memorial in um, Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. And, you know, it's really amazing what, what these men accomplished. And it almost it also makes me think of my first flight in an airplane. Uh, my brother, my mother, and I flew to Maine to visit relatives. And I remember we were all given red slippers and this tiny package of three cigarettes. And I was only 10, 10 years old at the time. So, oh, how things have changed. You know, as my life has changed after being blessed with this program, I had to come to believe that something bigger than me could lick this eating problem I had. I never believed that God's sufficiency was going to help me, but I did know that self-sufficiency wasn't working and it never accomplished anything. So I had to try something different. And, you know, faith is that of which there is no evidence. And I had to have faith that God would guide me and help me in everything. So I like the saying, it's better to go to the end of life believing in God and finding out there isn't one than to go through life not believing and finding out there is. So when I was told that, you know, just as we are all unique individuals, so is our conception of God unique. And I had to find a power that was going to help me solve my problem because I had tried everything and nothing worked. So finding this power and working steps, living in 10, 11, 12, has totally changed my life. And I thank God every day for my addiction and finding vision. Because if I hadn't done the steps and had a spiritual awakening, learning to trust and rely on God, my life would likely be miserable. And not because I'd be over 200 pounds, but because my path in life has been challenging in so many ways. But I've been able to deal with those challenges with gratitude. Gratitude for my relationship with God and you know, grateful for the wonderful friends and family I've been blessed with who have, who have helped me through these challenges. So... You know, I had to have an open mind, faith, and I had to believe, just as the Wright brothers believed. Step one is the death of food, and step three is the death death of self. And I say the third step prayer every day. God, I offer myself to you to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathleen O. from California. Jordan L., please share with us, followed by Barbara. Yeah, thank you for moderating for us this morning. Uh, my name is Jordan L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and this in Colorado, and I'm very grateful um, to be abstinent and on a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous this morning. Um, <clears throat> ah, the Wright brothers. Um, I this I I think that this is probably. Um, this is probably my favorite example in this chapter, actually. 
um, which is a little bit <laughs> ironic because I can't, I can't say that in the past, especially as a compulsive overeater, when I'm in the food and I'm, I'm, uh, when I'm in the food, like I am really in protection mode. Um, that was one of the things that I discovered when I got abstinent. Um, one of the things that I was eating over, so to speak, is is that uh, I I felt like I needed some protection, and I felt like like food and excess weight and compulsive overeating really provided that for me, you know. Um, and so, it, it, in a in a in a emotional way, I was using it for that. Um, and when you do that, like it really, um, it does numb some of the bad feelings for a while, but it also takes away all of the good feelings that we experience as human beings too. Um, and so this paragraph, it reminds me of like really the exact opposite of all of that. Um, it reminds me of, uh, opening, like really opening myself up to something very different (laughs) than self-protection. It reminds me of, um, you know, like you have these Wright brothers. Um, No man has ever flown. Everyone says that's reserved for the birds, you know, like you have the smartest people in the world at that point in time telling the Wright brothers, like, you guys are crazy. You can't fly. (laughs) We don't do that as humans, you know? Um, And they're, like, against, um, or I guess in spite of all of that, like, they they continue to to seek this accomplishment, you know? Um, And not... I I mean, I wasn't there at the time, obviously, but I would assume that it wasn't really for themselves. Like, they were really serving a, a greater purpose, something bigger than themselves, you know? Um, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, stuck to it, and, and it happened, you know? Like, they came through. Um, so I, I, I think that I really did feel okay. like that. Uh, I'll wrap up. I think I really did feel like that um, when I got abstinent. Those that had insisted the rights would never fly. Um, it's not a great feeling. You feel kind of silly and stupid. And um, I, 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 I'm glad that I was able to step over the shore to, or step over the bridge onto this um, kind of like shore, a childish, childish face, and check it out. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Jordan L. from Colorado. Barbara, please share with us, followed by Marsha. Yeah, I'm Barbara from New Jersey, Barbara W. I'm glad to be back into the program again. I, I thank God for helping me this time around with my program. I uh, could not do this program without God because I had a problem with self, self in this, self in this, selfish, self-centered. And that's the reason why I was not able. But once I was able to turn my life and will over to God, because he is the one that can help my life. I grew up in a family that was religious. My mother and father, we were all going to church. But one thing I did not learn was that I had this this eating disease. 
I didn't realize it until as I began to get older that I had a problem with sugar and flour. So I had to ask God to help me to deal with it. And this is how I'm getting help now in the program now in meetings and talking to people more about it because it's helping me with my food. And that's the important part that's making things much clearer for me, that I'm not always in the fog anymore. I'll leave it like that. And I I just want to wish everybody a happy new year and a blessed one in our program that we can all grow together. For that, I pass. Thank you so much, Barbara W. from New Jersey. Marsha, please share with us, followed by Felicia, and then I'll be taking some more names. Just a quick reminder, we're on page 52, the fourth paragraph, the Wright brothers, ending with the Wrights would never fly, and we're reading and commenting on that one paragraph today. So, Marsha, please share with us, followed by Felicia, and then I'll take some more names. Yes, good morning, OA family. This is Marsha, compulsive reader in Ohio, and of course, being from Ohio, I know all about the Wright brothers. <laughs> but um, yeah, what stood out to me in the reading for today is, uh, you know, just their perseverance spirit. You know, it uh, kind of reminds me of things I've read about Abe Lincoln. You know, how many times he failed at trying to get into office, and yet he kept going, and eventually he became one of our greatest presidents. You know, and so, you know, the Wright brothers—they just persevered, persevered, and finally, you know, in North Carolina, actually got to take flight. You know, but it's just, um, it's what's called on me in program to persevere, to continue to go despite evidence, you know, despite failings, you know, and despite falling down. And, you know, my sponsor always says we get back up. That's how we succeed. We show up. We get back up. So, you know, I like this little reading and I like the idea of childlike faith because as many on the lines have said, you know, that set-aside prayers is a really good daily reminder to forget what I think I know and to be open to a new experience. You know, and that word experience is almost, um, it's almost one of these vogue things that people are talking about in life now. We want to have an experience, you know. Well, in recovery, of course, you know, I want to have an experience. I want to get back to a recovered state. So, um, yeah, just really rich reading today and um, good reminder, you know, to keep it simple. So thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Marsha D. from Ohio. And Felicia, please share with us now and let us know where you're calling from. Hi, I'm Felicia. Uh, Not recovered. Um, recovering compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Um, I love this um, this paragraph. It is exactly what I needed to hear this morning. Today is day one. I have been struggling for many months, and the the reminder of the set aside prayer and the childish faith, and that. I don't, you know, there's hope. And I thank you for all that shared this morning because you gave me great hope. Um, And thank you for all that you service at this meeting. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Felicia from New Jersey. And now I'm going to be opening up the line to take the names of people who would like to share in this paragraph. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their Maria experiences G. too. So Marga, who would like to, sh- like to share Maria with us? G. Marga? Maria G. Okay, I have Noel Maria e. G. And I have Margo. And I'll take Darian two more names. Noel e. Darian K. And, um, okay, so out of, okay, let's just stop right there, please. Uh, I love the enthusiasm, and please come back tomorrow so we can hear all of you share. But I have uh, Maria G., Margo, and Darian K., and one other name that already spoke? Noel H. And, and a gentleman's voice, who was that? Gabriel H. Gabriel H. Okay, H. Very good. Okay, so I have Maria G, Margot, Gabriel H, and Darian K. Maria G, please share with us. Thank you. Am I heard? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We lost you now, though. Uh, press star one, Maria. Okay. Thank you. Maria G. from Louisiana, recovered uh, gratefully. Uh, The story is the first sentence, the Wright Brothers' almost childish faith. And that's how it felt when I first came into the rooms and the program. Um, I thought I had faith, but I didn't have any idea what faith really meant and uh, and what a connection with a a higher power was. But this is how I saw myself, but then there was um, hope and tenacity, and and that's what I I, I got from everyone and the support um, that the God was sufficient. God was sufficient for me, and then I started thinking, God, could I really give up sugar for the rest of my life, like forever? That seemed like an impossibility, just like flying did. It was. It seemed almost ridiculously impossible. But everyone who was on the meetings and everyone who shared said, "Yes, yes, I did it. You, I, you know it can be done because I did it." And that was the most wonderful, freeing thing that I thought there is a chance for me. There is a chance for me, and. My God experience grew deeper and deeper, and um, here I am, and abstinent. I had a relapse. I was, I'm two and a half years in the program, but it's like it deepens and deepens, and I know my soul is part of my connection with my higher power, and uh, I don't know what my soul is, but it's the deepest, most intimate part of myself, and uh, I commune with God on that level. And I am so grateful for a vision for you and for this uh, program, and all of your shares have been just beautiful. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Maria G. from Louisiana. Margot, please share with us, followed by Gabriel H. Hi, Margot here, compulsive overeater. Thank you, everyone, for your service thanks for the comments around the room and it just jumped out at me and I couldn't stop laughing it's 
hysterically is God's efficiency. Like, who am I to really question God's efficiency? The creator of all of heaven and earth, who God is for me, right? Creating me, good life into me. But I'm going to question his power. I'm going to question his authority. I'm going to question whether it's sufficient or not for me to, like, live a day at a time or a minute at a time or make a decision or, like, it just struck me so oddly. Like, who, like, questioning God's sufficiency? Like, of course God's sufficiency for who he is for me, right? That's why the concept of my higher power, right, is so personal. He's all-powerful. He's all-loving. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, okay, he's loving, so that means I have to be perfect? No, absolutely not. He's all-sufficient. He's all-powerful, and he, he wants me to be happy, joyous, free, and at peace because that's what our literature teaches me, to really get close with who God is for me and trust in his sufficiency, trusting who he is in my life. And knowing him is one thing. Experiencing him is on a whole nother level. That's where it goes into the depth of my being. And I have to do that with the food. I have to do it with people, places, and things. I have to do it with relationships. I have to do it with the fact that I'm not perfect. People around me are not perfect. Life is not perfect. And life is messy. What? Like, God didn't know that? Like, this concept of God is sufficient. Like, He's not sufficient. He's God. And it just struck me. And I was just so grateful to hear it the way I heard it today. So thanks for letting me. Sh- I just, it just sounded so comical. I don't know why. It was just like, really? He's God, you know? So thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Marco from New York. Gabriel H., please share with us, followed by Darian K. Yes, I say amen and hallelujah to that last lady. I rejoice in what she just shared because I'm right with her. This is the first New Year's I have ever been able to say I've had over a month of abstinence, and it's all because the God of all sufficiency has opened me up to the reality of what needs to happen. Uh, Gabriel, there's a lot of static on you. I'm sorry, Gabriel, there's a lot of static on your line. Is there any adjustment you might be able to make? Maybe take off your headphones or? Uh, I, no, I, I don't have headphones. Is there still static? Yeah, a lot of static. Well, then I've got a bad connection. Should I try calling back in? Sure, try calling back in. We'll take the next share and then we'll come back to you. Thank you so much. Darian Kay, please share with us. Followed by Gabriel. Oh, good morning. This is Darian Kay. Can you hear me okay? Yep, we sure can. Okay. Okay, awesome. This is um, Darian Kay in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. All recovered for today and grateful to be with all of you on the line. Um, so I just, you know, I had never circled and highlighted so much listening to everybody. That's why I absolutely adore this meeting um, because it just brings to light um, the words in this book, you know, that are just black and white typed words when I read them, <laughs> um, but when <clears throat> people share on them and and uh, really go deep, <clears throat> excuse me, they they just bring to light the the essence of, of each and every word. Um, and I, you know, I circled the childish faith. You know, I, I've read it before in different um, pieces of literature that you know having that childish faith is really helpful. Like because we can believe anything. It's like a simple 
open belief versus like, oh, you know, I know this or I know that. <clears throat> and then all that knowledge comes in and you're just, no, 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 this can't happen, you know, and you kind of um, dis- disregard the simple um, openness of it. Um, and also, you know, I boxed the information about others showed us that God's sufficiency worked with them. And that, to me, is like so crucial that people carry that message of faith when we first come in. And even today, you know, when I hear people sharing, you know, I, I got through this or I got through that <clears throat> or, I, you know, um, the highs and lows of, of life, right, that we, that we experience on a daily basis and I didn't pick up the food and that, you know, this is God working in my life. That's, that's the beauty of this program, that people are so willing to carry the message uh, that this program works for them. And then we can at least get some of that, um, that, that you know, inner belief um, for ourselves until we can, you know, actually um, feel it in our core. And then, again, we carry that message to others. And it just you know, goes on and on. Um, just so beautiful. So beautiful. And, you know, I get on a plane still today, <laughs> and I sit there and I think, how could this big, heavy thing get up and fly in the air and take me to someplace in three hours that takes, like, a whole day? Like, I still am amazed. <laughs> um, you know, so I just, you know, I hope I'm always, I hope I'm always amazed at these things because um, it just helps me to be right-sized and, and to, uh, you know, and to believe that this program has such depth and weight compared to the silly Weight Watchers and Diet Workshop I did. And then it just gives me such hope um, that it works and that God is in my life today. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you so much, Darian Kay from Massachusetts. Uh, Gabriel, please share with us. Okay. Testing one, two, one, two. Perfect. Oh, good. <laughs> Well, I'm just, uh, you know, rejoicing along with the last two ladies that shared um, because the God of all sufficiency led me in spite of myself back to OA where 40, 50 years ago I was here and I just wasn't ready for some reason and threw it all out and 46 years of extreme pain, suffering, misery, gastric bypass surgery and everything you can imagine I wind up back, uh, and this time open and receptive and reading and applying, and I find myself over 30-some days in abstinence uh, saying, praise God, I've never known that in my life. And to start this new year uh, successful in abstinence is just so great. It's such a tremendous blessing to hear what's coming out of people's mouths. And all I can do is echo what I've already heard because, you know, when it says these guys had this childlike faith that they, they could build this plane and this plane would fly, and that's the whole thing, right? With man, it's impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. And after I heard so many testimonies of people that had success uh, one year, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years, and they're just like me. Some had even worse childhoods and testimonies in mind. And I said, well, there it is. If they can all do it by the grace of God, then so can I. And you know, the amazing thing, there's so many amazing things, the list is endless. But 
as I look at all the, the things that are coming our way within all the recovery programs, you know, every anonymous, and there's so many of them, and all the different people that have their sanity restored, and we're no longer captives, and we're free to make choices, and it, it's just such a massive miracle. Something is happening. This is a new year unlike any other new year, and I'm so excited to watch the pages of life and history and earth unfold before our very eyes because something big is going on and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Gabriel from Florida. And now, uh, Noelle, I believe I heard a Noelle uh, say her name. If she would like to share, we have time for you. Noel, am I being heard? You are, Don. Okay, very good. Okay, um, would someone else like to share if Noel is not on the line? For the last, uh, we have a time for one more share, two-minute share. Nancy C. Um, I would like Nancy to share. C. Okay, uh, I heard. Okay, uh, please come back tomorrow. Nancy C., please share with us. Hey, thanks, Don. Thanks for doing service today. My name's Nancy C. Gratefully recovered this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And boy, what a great meeting. Um, you know, thank you very much, um, Gail, for getting us going. And all the shares have been amazing. And I'm just sitting here thinking about um, New Year's Pass. And for anybody who's new on the line and has showed up because they have a New Year's resolution or they're looking for a last stop, you're at the right place. You don't have to feel like you feel ever again if you have that childlike faith. You know, when I think of, what is that story? When I was a child, I had childless ways and I gave them up. You know, I had learned to be self-sufficient and that did me no good with anything, especially with food and managing my unmanageability, which I thought I managed very well. But the currency in the spiritual world is in fact faith. And the more that I started to listen to the people on the line who miraculously had figured out this food problem and put it down and then found a whole new way of keeping it down amazed me. God gave me that grace, that currency of faith to let me say, I'm gonna see what's here. And it was that I set aside everything I thought. And I then come the year, and then go to your band and happily with all the drunk people. Okay. And I gave up my childish ways and started to think like you thought. I took somebody's hand. I went through this big book, and my days today are miraculous. Today I didn't have to give up a New Year's resolution. I didn't have to make any type of resolution because I live one day at a time in this fellowship and in God's grace. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Dawn, and press one, star one to unmute, Dawn. Wow, thank you so much for that lovely share. And what a beautiful way to uh, wind up the meeting. Thank you to everyone who shared. You just made this meeting just really, just very special. Thank you so much. And we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Becca R. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. All right. I'm Becca R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Kentucky. Great meeting. Thanks for your service. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do for the man who still suffers. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as, we, as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.